From the art section of the Wall Street Journal, Steve Jobs Seen Through Product Launches by Don Steinberg. In Steve Jobs, screenwriter Aaron Sorkin and director Danny Boyle portray the life of the mythical Apple Computer co-founder as a three-act drama based around product launches. Michael Fassbender plays Jobs, who died in 2011, as an arrogant, self-absorbed jerk who abandoned his first child and still feels betrayed that as an infant he was placed for adoption. The film, which opens October 9th, is filled with the clever wordplay, machine gun verbal abuse, and pop culture non sequiturs that became Sorkin trademarks in The Social Network and the television series The West Wing and The Newsroom. In a twist on the traditional biopic, the script is more character study than biography, focusing on three moments in Job's career. We go backstage for tense, character-revealing conversations before the flashy introductions of the Macintosh computer in 1984, the ill-fated Next computer in 1988, and the iMac in 1998. Along the way, there are flashbacks, but not a whole life story. We watch the evolution of Job's difficult relationships with his daughter Lisa, age five in the first scene, her mother, Chris Ann Brennan, and several close colleagues. Kate Winslet says Mr. Sorkin uses her character, Job's confidant and Apple marketing executive, Joanna Hoffman, as a composite of the strong women in his life. In the opening act, Jobs snarls at Apple engineer Andy Hertzfeld, Michael Stuhlbarg, over a glitch before the Mac launch. You had three weeks. The universe was created in one-third of that time, Mr. Hertzfeld replies. Well, someday you'll have to tell us how you did it. Apple executive John Scully jokes with Jobs during a heart-to-heart -heart meeting before the next launch. Don't play stupid. You can't pull it off, says Mr. Scully, portrayed by Jeff Daniels of The Newsroom. In the final act, longtime friend and company co-founder Steve Wozniak, Seth Rogen, enlists a Beatles reference to unload decades of frustration about his unsung role in Apple. I'm tired of being Ringo when I know I was John, he says to Jobs. The lines were invented for the movie. If any of them are real, it's a remarkable coincidence. I wasn't there for any of it, Mr. Sorkin says. By and large, people don't speak in dialogue. People's lives don't play out in a series of scenes that form a narrative. The backstage scenes also are imagined, but the topics the characters discuss are based on research. Mr. Sorkin relied heavily on the 600-page Steve Jobs by the Apple co-founder's hand-picked biographer Walter Isaacson. The book was released shortly after Jobs' death. Mr. Sorkin interviewed dozens of people, including Mr. Scully and Lisa Brennan, neither of whom talked with Mr. Isaacson for the biography. The screenwriter hadn't come up with a narrative structure until he heard that just before the 1984 launch, Jobs was furious that his engineers couldn't get the Mac to say hello to the audience. He wanted it to be the first computer to introduce itself. Mr. Sorkin decided to compress the frictions in Jobs' life into frenzied clashes before three key product announcements. After all, product launches themselves were among his innovations. The film spends little time on topics that don't serve its theme. There's nothing about Pixar, the animation company Mr. Jobs built, or his marriage to Lorreen Powell and their family. There is no mention of his battle with cancer. Mr. Sorkin's collection of intense conversations presented a challenge for Mr. Boyle, known for visually striking films like Slumdog Millionaire. He came aboard Steve Jobs last year when David Fincher, director of The Social Network, dropped out. It's 185 pages of dialogue with no instruction whatsoever, Mr. Boyle says. It's just three acts. Day, 
interior, six characters, so it looks like a prison straight away, because there's no room for anything else. He needed to add dazzle to the dialogue, much the way that Mr. Sorkin's West Wing directors animated his chatty characters, by having them walk and talk down corridors. Mr. Boyle made the three acts feel distinct by shooting each on a different medium. The Mac introduction at the 1984 Apple shareholders meeting is on home movie-style 16mm film. The next launch is on cinematic 35mm, and the iMac event was shot with high-end digital cameras. The first act is rough, 16mm, it's really poor resolution, but that felt really appropriate to his youthfulness, Mr. Boyle says. Jobs' venture creating the overpriced Black Cube Next computer after Mr. Scully ousted him from Apple in 1985 is presented as a successful stunt that got Apple to buy the next technology and hire him back. This dramatic turn wasn't entirely Mr.